Hey everybody, how's it going? And welcome back to Ty's Tech Line. I'm your host, Tyler Harrington, and thank you so much for being here. Today's the day. It's Dear Monday. So pull up a seat and put up your feet. We'll summarize our week. With your favorite tech geek. And me, Ash. Hi, Ash. How's it going? It's going. Guys, we have had a very, very eventful week since we last spoke to you on the podcast. So we have a lot to cover. That's true. This past week was jam-packed, so we're not going to mess around. So, cue the music. Dear Monday, happy April Fool's Day. How do you feel about falling at such a unique date on the calendar? What started off as a day full of innocent pranks among friends has turned into a day full of Twitter stories, companies trying to get a little wacky with phony announcements, and a day where everyone is a skeptic. Hopefully, nobody has any important news to announce on this day because nobody would believe them. I think that this day is the silliest day in the world. I was going to ask you about that, Ash. It's so funny you mentioned that. It's almost as silly as St. Patrick's Day when everyone was supposed to wear green or is supposed to wear green. And you get pinched if you don't wear green? Yeah. Did you, do you have any memories, Ash, of April Fool's Day, like growing up? Like, do you remember distinctly someone either like playing a prank on you or someone telling you something that you thought was true, but turns out it was not true or anything like that. Do you have any like really strong, distinct memories? I don't have anything that stands out in my mind, but I know that things happened. Yeah. I remember experiencing things that weren't actually true, but I can't really pinpoint them. I feel like back in the day before the, before the internet, the, the pranks were all sort of like silly pranks, you know, where you would maybe tape the little hose on the sink shut so that when someone turns on the water or it would spray them okay i think in college it was the saran wrap on the the toilet toilet seat seat. yeah like little pranks like that like around the house or somebody putting like i don't know sugar in the salt shaker or salt in the sugar shaker or whatever you know like those kinds of things like little itty bitty pranks like that back in the day and then when the internet started coming out i feel like when it was first coming out, like on Facebook, people thought it was really funny to make like fake announcements like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant or whatever, you know, when... Yeah, I don't think that's funny. In reality, it's not... Well, yes, I agree. It's not funny. But even when we were like in high school and college, it was more like jokey. Uh, But even still, like I never thought that was funny. I always thought that was a bad idea because then people won't believe you when it's like the real deal. But there's so many people on the internet who fall for these fake things. People announce them like, guys, it's April 1st. Don't you guys have a calendar at your house? And now in like the modern age of technology of social media, I feel like it's like the funny thing for these companies to put out fake press releases or, you know, whatever, where they either like announce this crazy bogus product or do all this stuff. But it's not even supposed to seem real. It's supposed to be so wacky and crazy that people like talk about it and people will tweet about it or whatever. I don't know. I kind of wish we could go back to the day of just the innocent pranks, but I don't like those either. So I kind of wish we could just get rid of the whole thing. One of my favorite April Fool's Day pranksters is Young House Love. It's a couple that lives actually here in Richmond and they do like home renovations and stuff like that. The past couple of years, they've done some crazy April Fool's thing. I think like one year they made socks and said that they were going to sell socks. But like, was it believable or was it like everyone was like, no, there's no way. It was believable. See, the problem is if you make it too believable, then people just think that you're a liar and they don't like, (laughs) then your credibility starts to go out the window. But if you make it so wacky and crazy then people are like, oh, that's dumb. Like, obviously that's not real. So I'm trying to think of like there have ever been any really good ones, but I can't really think of any 
super particular good ones. Anyway, the whole reason I even brought this up is this is just a public service announcement. If you're listening to this first thing in the morning, today is April Fool's Day. It is April 1st. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled, people. Be on high alert for a whole bunch of shenanigans and malarkey out there on the internet. Malarkey, Ty? Malarkey, Ash. Mm. It's out there. It's coming. This is just your friendly reminder that you should be very wary of anything that you read on the internet today. Perfect. That's all I have. All right. Next. Cue the music. Dear grocery shopping day, why is it that every time our pantry and fridge is stocked, it makes me want to eat all of the things at once? That's all you got? (laughs) Yeah. If that was an essay for school, I would probably give you like a C plus for effort. I would say good content, Need some more effort. No, you would have said, good content, poor delivery. <laughs> Cute kid. Bad sense of character. <laughs> um, I just like to give little nuggets, and then we can dive in with our thoughts. Perfect. Yes. Well, we haven't been home, as we're going to kind of get to, in, it feels like forever. It really hasn't been that long. But we've been kind of in and out and in and out, and we've been home very inconsistently. So we've been making like little baby grocery store runs over the last couple of weeks to kind of just like hold us off for like being here for a few days at a time. Um, but before we left for this past week, we were gone for like four or five days. We ate through everything. So we literally had nothing. It it's was pretty so impressive. crazy to come home and there's like literally not one thing except for condiments in the fridge. Well, the thing is, I, we, it's funny because we were talking about this with some of our friends that we saw when we were in Georgia this past week. And it's funny, I think, how everyone's uh, like grocery situation varies from household to household, either depend, like even now, like us versus some of our friends or like especially growing up, because I feel like we both said that our, we come from households where there was always like so much stuff like the fridge was no, no, always no. full no no, or no that was just my household yeah just your household okay, so my household where i from when i grew up i just remember the fridge always being like full 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 like lots of extra stuff and same thing with the pantry like we always had kind of like a walk-in pantry and it was always like full of stuff so it was like not just what you needed for that week but just like extra stuff so if you whenever you ran out there's always more it was never like oh we're completely out of this thing or whatever it's like cereal it's like oh there's like two or three more boxes behind that one waiting in the wings which i always thought was just kind of normal but apparently it's not well i don't think that well it's not abnormal it's just not the same for everybody right like at my house we didn't necessarily have like the fridge was not always like at at the brim right but we always had random canned food Mm. Canned food dilemma. See, I feel like uh, back in my day, canned food was all the rage. It was, maybe it was new. No, it wasn't new. But I feel like when we grew up, canned food was like acceptable. But now, like our generation of parents, canned food is like from the devil. It's full of preservatives and salt. I don't know if that's true, but we like, we don't really have canned food. We don't. The only times we ever buy anything in a can is if it like, if we're making chili requires it to come in a can like coconut milk like stuff like that where it doesn't come in any other yeah vessel it is so yes it was a big grocery haul day and whenever we do go to the grocery store we both always end up well i don't because i like to save the food see we this is the thing is ash is always like oh can i open this thing i'm like no no no, don't open it we've got to save it and she's like save it for what and i'm like 
Uh, well, I don't know. I just don't want to open it yet. Like, I don't like having a, two boxes of something open. Like, if we have two boxes of cereal, I want to eat the entire box of cereal, finish it completely, and then move on to the next one. Because if you start, if you open them both, then by the time you get like halfway done with both, then they're both kind of stale, and they're neither of them are very fresh, and then. I don't want to eat them anymore. Okay, mister. I open a new box of Triscuits when the other box of Triscuits is not empty because you don't like broken pieces. Well, right. So my theory with that is that if I save the broken pieces, then if I just need a little snack and I don't want to have the cheese and the Triscuits, I can just eat those little broken pieces. But then after a while, they get stale and then I just throw them away. Which is so silly. Well, yeah. Well, you should start eating them then. Perfect. No, they give me bad breath. That's a good solution. I will say I do actually really enjoy cleaning out the entire fridge like eating everything in the fridge from the beginning of the week to the end of the week and at the end of the week having a completely cleaned out fridge something about that that is so satisfying to me i feel like then you're you're just pushing the envelope it's like running your your car to empty it's like yeah you could do that and like nothing bad might happen but what if you get really hungry or somebody comes over and you're like oh we don't have any food and then we have to go to the grocery store or whatever I think we found a good little happy media mash where we buy certain things I've gotten you to buy. Like when you went this today or yesterday, you bought my turkey burgers, which news alert are actually chicken burgers. I've been incorrect this whole time. So I apologize for the incorrect statements. Then bought my chicken burgers. And instead of buying one pack of them, you bought two packs of them. So that way, when the one pack runs out, we'll have a second pack ready to go. Yeah. Well, I feel differently about frozen stuff. Right. Frozen it's more stuff, like, like anything that's not really going to go bad. Or in yeah. my mind, anything that has a seal on it, like Triscuits. You could buy two boxes of Triscuits if you really wanted to, and it would be fine. But certain things like apples and produce, like those right. types of things, I'm totally fine buying like on a weekly basis because, yeah, I don't want those to start getting gross and then it feels like a waste and i feel like i wasted money on it and all those things so i think we have a good like every other week is more of a big grocery week and then like every week we're buying new produce yeah i think we're on a good good i do i think the other reason why i find it satisfying that we clean out the fridge almost every week is because i know that nothing is ever going to expire because i'm constantly looking at it that is like my biggest fear about like overly stocked fridges is that i'm going to get something that's expired out of there i think we found a good system and the other thing that we started doing since we've been married is this something that i've got you to do or is this something you used to do growing up is doing the same sort of system like always having a backup for like toiletries so for like toilet for like toilet paper not toilet paper but like uh toothpaste and shampoo and face wash and body soap like all those types of things that you use like constantly we've gotten in a better habit of when you run out of one you buy another one but you always have an extra so we never actually run out right all right that concludes our discussion of our (laughs) toiletries and groceries moving on cue the music dear march madness it's that time of year again the drama the upsets the triumph of victory and the crushing blow of defeat some would argue that you are the best time of year However, I feel like many people listening to this podcast probably have limited interest in college basketball. But maybe that's an unfair assumption. Anyway, around Fireside Drive, you'd expect us to be chanting, Go Green! Go White! Ash, I've never been more proud of you than I am right now (laughs) in this very moment. That is the correct response to Go Green, Go White. So, some of you might be confused because you probably know that I went to WVU, West Virginia University, and our colors are not green or white, but what you may not know is that my family legacy is Michigan, all Michigan State fans. So my dad's parents 
both of them met at Michigan State. And my dad's uncle actually went to Michigan State as well. And then my dad went to Michigan State and he met my mom at Michigan State. And then my brother graduated from Michigan State uh, like two years ago, three years ago, something like that. And he met his longtime girlfriend at Michigan State as well. So it is a family legacy in our life for sure. So much to the fact that like when I was little and my parents would like sing us like a lullaby before bed, they wouldn't sing us lullabies. They would sing us the Michigan State fight song. So I've literally been brainwashed from the age of a very, very, very small child to be a huge Michigan State fan. And just yesterday, Michigan State won to go to the final four. So we're rooting for them to go all the way. And Ash is a big fan, right, Ash? Yeah, huge fan. Tell them, okay, so we actually got to go to the Michigan State game uh, on Friday, which was the uh, Elite Eight game, or no, sorry, the Sweet 16 game. Uh, yesterday was the Elite Eight game that they won, but they we went on Friday because they were playing in D.C. and it was really close to my parents' house. So we went up there and got to go to the game. And Ash, tell them the story about when you went to the bathroom and you were wearing your Michigan yes. State shirt. So yes. she was wearing my Michigan State shirt because right. you have a Michigan State shirt, right? Yes, I have a couple, but they don't fit right, right now. Because she's nine months pregnant, right? Which, right. which is you, normal. Yes. Anyways, I was standing up against the wall debating if I was going to get some Rita's ice. What, is that what you call it? Italian Rita's, ice. Rita's yeah. Italian ice, not a sponsor, but they could be. Right. So I was trying to figure out which options they had and which ones were dairy free. So I'm like looking at my phone, not paying attention to the world around me. And these two women walk by and they turn around and they say, oh my gosh, you made a little Sparty. I literally had no idea what they were talking about. I actually forgot that I was wearing the shirt. So I looked down and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. And I said, it's actually my husband's family who's like the legacy. I'm just in the zone. And then they said, in the Izzo. No, I love it. I literally am so glad I know who the coach is because I would not have known what to say really at that point. For those of you unfamiliar with Michigan State basketball or just Michigan State in general, Sparty is the mascot. Michigan State Spartans, the mascot is Sparty. He is a Spartan. It all kind of makes sense. And our basketball coach, his name is Tom Izzo. He's one of the winningest coaches in NCAA history. And he's been the coach at Michigan State for over 20 years, like forever. And they're in the student section. They call it the Izzone because his name's Tom Izzo, the Izzone. That's where all the students sit at the basketball game. So Ash was making a punny joke about being in the zone. I didn't know. But wait, you said that. Oh, wait, I thought you said it on purpose. No, no, no. You said it on accident. Because I was like, I'm not kidding when I say I was fumbling over my words. Just you trying said to zone yeah oh wow ash good fumble that was a good <laughs> fumble called fumble forward that's what i like to hear uh it was funny they they also asked me i think the second question they asked me is like when i was when i'm due uh-huh. and i just you know i've said before i've just started saying oh any day now which isn't true it's not wrong though uh i mean i don't think we're in the zone of any day now but i mean technically i mean listen any question i can avoid talking about how big or small i am in relation to when i'm due i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot for the stars to okay. get there anyway we are rooting for michigan state uh uva university of virginia is also in the final four which is next saturday so everybody around here where we're from uh, a lot of them are rooting for uva I actually have UVA going to the final, so I don't care if they win on Saturday, but I have Michigan State winning the whole thing. So, knock on wood, hopefully they continue to have a good couple games, but it is fun, and I love sports, and I love like basketball, and I love all sports, really. I just get really into it, which I think is funny, because I think that people don't know that about me, 
Or maybe That's they do. So and I don't know. That's so weird to me because I know that about you and it's hard for me to believe that people wouldn't know that about you. I'm just seriously, I'm always curious because like in my mind, people, I've, cause in my mind, I mean, I'm still like. do you think people like, just think that you sit around and like research techie geeky yes. stuff? Oh I think gosh. that like, like in my mind, I'm like high school Tyler, like I like played hockey and I was like very athletic and I played hockey and lacrosse and golf and like all this stuff. And I think people thought in my mind, people knew me as like an athletic person right and it was kind of part of my identity but i haven't played like organized sports in over 10 years so anybody who i've met in the last 10 years may or may not know that i like really like sports maybe they know i like hockey because i talk about the caps a lot but i don't know i guess people do because I, I mean i do talk about like wvu football or whatever but i'm sure there's some people out there who literally just think of me as like like the techie tech guy who wears like skinny jeans and like doesn't seem to be like overly athletic but i love all sports i could watch the mostly i just like the finals or like the playoffs so whatever sport it is nba basketball hockey football college football polo oh my gosh <laughs> lacrosse you've never watched polo. golf it no is but true. i would really enjoy Ty, it I it think. is really true you really only get into sports when the finals come around yeah like during the playoffs yeah but like that's why i love the olympics because it's nothing but winning like, winning like the final <laughs> so like i'll literally how many hours of curling did i watch i have no during idea the olympics? a lot i watched a lot of curling and i can tell you a decent about about curling enough to sound educated but like that's my favorite thing. My favorite thing is to like learn enough about something to know a lot, like know enough about it to like follow it and to be excited about it for almost almost all sports. Anyway, go green. Go white. Cue the music. Dear Ty, you always say you feel like there aren't enough deers to talk about all that you want to talk about. So I'm throwing you a bone. What are three things that you've been loving lately? Is this just a cop-out because you didn't want to write me anything? You couldn't think of anything to say? No, because oh, everything that I was going to say, we talk about pretty much every week on the podcast. So I'm just trying Balls. to keep this content fresh. Uh, okay, can you repeat the question? Are you serious? Yeah. Were you actually not listening? No, I mean, I was, but I like to have the question fresh. In my, Three things my that noggin. you've been loving lately. Three things that I've been loving lately can you specify more like a object hey, a thing Ty, a place just answer the question it could literally be if you've been loving your elbow i don't care my elbow um well okay let's see three things that i've been loving lately just so y'all know i prepped him about this question and he told me that he didn't want to pretend like he thought about it ahead of time so cue indefinite silence i'm just trying to pick three good things um, okay, so I found a new podcast when we were on our road trip this past week. I found a new podcast, and it's called The Rewatchables. And basically, it's a podcast where they talk about old movies, like movies that are really rewatchable. And they kind of just like break them down and talk about the people who starred in them and what makes them so good and like most memorable scenes and all this sort of stuff. Basically, they just like talk about a specific movie for an hour. But I like it because they're like older movies that maybe are nostalgic or haven't seen in a long time. So some of the ones I listened to were like Ocean's Eleven or Forrest Gump or the original Fast and the Furious. Movies that I really, really, really liked like back in the day and I haven't thought about or watched in a while, but like listening to them talk about it, I really enjoy that. So that's one thing that I've been into. What's something you've been loving lately? One thing I've been loving lately is I've been using... Oh, you cheated. You wrote stuff down. I told you to think about it. 
I've been using L'Oreal's infallible coverage uh, foundation for uh, probably two years now. And I've been loving that a lot. Um, I use the Pro Glow in the winter and then the matte in the summer. But pregnancy has given me the beautiful bags under my eyes that are almost irreparable, which I think is going to stick around until our child is probably 18. So I had a gift card to Ulta and was like, hmm, maybe I will get something to cover this up. So I realized that L'Oreal has a concealer that's an infallible coverage line or whatever, and I have been loving it recently. Wow. (laughs) Not a concealer that's infallible. I've also been loving the Sensible Portion Garden Veggie Chips. Yesterday when I was at the grocery store, I had this internal debate of, do I get one can or two cans? And I was like, no, no, no. I'm just going to get one can, you know, portion control. I'm going to like savor these and spread them out over the days. Well, shoot, I got two cans. And then I went back to the grocery store later in the day because we ran out of garlic for dinner. You bought another, you bought a third can? can. <laughs> but You they, already ate one whole can. They had the... Um, so you should have bought more, so you have one for every day. They had the sea salt and vinegar flavor, and I've never had that before. Yeah, I don't like vinegar flavored things. Oh, it's my favorite. So that's what I've been loving lately. I think the reason I don't have anything I've been loving lately is because the things I've been loving lately are the things we've been talking about on the podcast for like the last month. Because mm-hmm. my things don't change that frequently. Um, I've been loving, loving these joggers. These joggers are great. Yeah. They're from a brand called Ever Forward, which uh, I would loosely say my friend start. It's a company that he owns loosely because I've only ever met him really on the in, on the internet. Well, you met him at Brandon and Amber's wedding. That's true. Okay. So he's friends with Brandon and Amber. They went to college together and he is a Amber fitness is my sister. You- Brandon is our brother-in-law. Yeah. Thanks. 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 He is a fitness YouTuber. His name is Max Tuning. You can look him up if you want to see some sick videos about fitness and life and stuff. But he has a clothing brand called Ever Forward and he had a sale on some joggers. So I bought two pairs uh probably a couple months ago now and they are so comfortable and stretchy and they're just great and they are supposed to be for like working out and stuff but i just like sleep in them and wear them (laughs) but they're fantastic and they show um, off your latino booty well yeah this one for some reason the two pairs i ordered are the same size but one of them is a little tighter than the other one but this must be how ladies feel about the yoga pants because this is like (laughs) this is like the male equivalent of yoga pants i think because they're just like very stretchy and comfy and you can like bend and do all sorts of things yeah and they're just great so if you're interested in getting some apparel in your life for fitness or they also have casual stuff now you go to everforward.com and uh, i don't have any codes or anything but um ty you know another i should get one you know another thing that you've been loving lately that yeah. cracks yeah. me you up? You tell me, Ash. What are the things I've been loving lately? You have been loving the George Foreman. Oh, yeah. The long lost love of the George Foreman. That cracks me up. Like Why? I remember when we were dating, I think you made dinner. You made me dinner on that pretty much every time you made me dinner. Not this exact one. No, no, no. This one's mine. I had one in college. Yeah. yeah. That one had a bun toaster. Though. That one was legit. I know. It had a blue lid. I'll never forget. <laughs> it looked like an old Apple computer. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. I just think it's so funny because obviously we, we got, we've had this, but you go through phases where like you get addicted to something and then you like 
decide you don't really care anymore and then you it's like a new love comes across you and you like fall back in love with it and we used it a lot when we were first married and then we i don't know why we stopped yeah but i will say it does make the best chicken yeah it is a lot easier to make chicken it's such much more consistent and because it can cook on the top and the bottom yes this is yeah at the same time and it just makes it so it goes faster and we know exactly how much minute how many minutes it takes to get perfect chicken so we've been having perfect chicken and I use it for my veggie burgers every day. The only thing I don't like about it is Cleaning that... Cleaning it. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt to clean. And I think the uh, like the Teflon has kind of worn off over the years. So it's not as like anti-stick as it once was. Mm, yeah. But, all right. Cue the music. Dear Ash, you know what they say. Life is all about perspective. There's nothing like being the youngest one in your small group at a marriage retreat to make you feel young again. I certainly don't feel very young these days, but I guess technically we are. Maybe someone should remind my aching shoulder, neck, and back of just how youthful we're supposed to be. The good news is, Ty, that you're going to physical therapy again this week. Yeah. So hopefully you'll become a new man and you won't feel quite so aged. I hope so. But isn't it funny how, like, depending on who you're talking to, you either feel, like, super old. Like, gosh, Ash, we were in high school, like... 10 years ago like 10 years ago we were freshmen in college 10 years ago we were going to a summer project all the stuff like that feels like forever ago but then you talk to other people like our like your parents or like grandparents like talking to aunt nancy my she's my great aunt yeah i guess my grandfather's sister and she was in town and we were talking to her and you know she's 85 or whatever and you know talking to her and obviously it's like oh well we're like you know nothing compared to her but I do feel old because I'm obviously older than I've ever been, but I also know that we have a lot of life ahead of us. So that's encouraging, I suppose, to look forward to. But yeah, my neck and my shoulder, well, my back is because I sneezed too hard and I like pulled a muscle (laughs) in my lower back the other day. I was sick this week. I came down with a cold. I come down with a cold like every spring and it's really annoying because it just usually lasts like three or four days. And I always know when it's coming and there's nothing I can do to stop it. And it's never like bad enough that I can really justify like not working or going places. But it's just bad enough that it's like really annoying and like very inconvenient. It was pretty bad. I literally laid awake all night on Saturday night. No, Friday night. Friday night. Yeah. Friday night. I was awake all night long. I felt like I had had our baby and our baby was on the outside. He was just a grown man, almost 29 <laughs> year old. I literally Rude. watched Ty sleep all night long because he was breathing weird and like he was snoring a lot. And so like, I just couldn't sleep. So finally at 6am I got up and was like, can't take it anymore. I took- yeah, it was great. It was like someone decided like, Oh, we're going to wait on you hand and foot. And it was like, I was literally sleeping. And the next thing I know, all these things are brought to me. And Ash was like, Ty, she woke me up first and said, Ty, you're snoring. I was like, oh, okay, well, why'd you wake me up? Now I'm not going to fall back asleep. And she said, here, take this medicine. She like handed it to me. Here, take this other medicine, handed it to me. Here's a bottle of water. Here's a tissue. Here's a something else. I took else. the humidifier from my and then, side. Yeah, I took the humidifier from her side and brought it on my side and plugged it in. And then I was like, oh, and I'm like taking the medicine and then drinking the water and then blowing my nose at the tissue. And then she said, hey, here's the trash can. And brought the trash can over to me, plugged in the humidifier. And then the next thing, so I'm like, okay, this is good. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back to sleep. And then she comes over. She's like, Ty, here. And she had a hot washcloth that she had put hot water on and she's like put this over your eyes and, and, I, was your like, nose, so and I was like what and she just like put it on me i wasn't even able to stop her and then i was like what is happening but then you slept for four more hours yeah, well, and- i almost just got up because you know how if you can't breathe 
and you like if you're sleeping you fall asleep and you're not breathing it's whatever but as soon as you wake up and you can't breathe it's impossible to fall back to sleep so I, it was 6 30 in the morning so i almost was like i'm just gonna get up and just go do something because i'm already awake but then i had the like hot the hot thing on my eyes and like all this stuff happened and then i fell back asleep for like three three more hours yeah and you it's like it was you great. became a new person yeah i was and like where everything happened? cleared up and it was great i was like man i should get sick more often oh my God. this kind of care holy smokes i mean you literally sneezed and in my sleep no like that day before oh, when oh, you were oh. like a part of the living of the land you know you were yeah awake. i went through literally two full boxes of tissues yeah day. and it at one rough. point we were riding in the car and ty sneezed so hard he snotted on his arm and my arm <laughs> no. and that's how i knew it was like you're not supposed to talk about it on the podcast <laughs> that's how i knew like mm, this is not well gonna okay. be well in my defense i can't take both hands off the wheel because i'm driving <laughs> so it's kind of hard to like cover and i don't want to like snot all into my elbow because then that's just like i think like it was that you didn't gross. want to close your eyes to take them off well, the it was, yeah it was a combination of lots of different things all happening at the same time and only having limited amount of resources to stop it anyway you also, yeah so my sickness caused me to sneeze really hard which caused me to like pull a muscle in my lower back which has been annoying but that's not the problem the problem is i have a neck and shoulder popping grinding aching hurting yes situation you're you're gonna get that all fixed well i certainly hope so it's been an ongoing saga i had to go see an orthopedic surgeon in order to get referred to get physical therapy in the first place we went the first time and this was last year before we got our new insurance and for some reason with that insurance it was going to cost like two hundred dollars every time i went or something crazy like that so i said heck no techno so now we got new insurance and it's way less expensive much more reasonable so hopefully when i go to the physical therapist they can fix my problem moral of the story is we're old but we're young and this is 29 almost 30 we'll be 29 next month ash how do you feel about that I don't know. I was thinking about that earlier about how we won't be the young parents, like the young, young parents, but we also won't be the old parents. Yeah. We're kind of like middle of the road parents. Yeah. We're the average, I guess. But both of our parents were super young. So it makes us feel kind of old. Well, they were just four years. Like we were basically four years old at this point. Anyway. Okay. Cue the music. Dear baby Harrington, We took you on an 18-hour round-trip road trip last week. I prayed all the way to Georgia and back that you'd stay in my belly until we got home. 72 hours and some change. You're still in there. Thanks for cooperating. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so we went to Georgia. We've been kind of alluding to it the whole podcast. I guess now we can actually talk about it. Because I told Ty not to talk about it because this was my dear. Okay, do you want to go first and I can fill in the gaps? For the past couple of years, Ty and I have gone to Georgia for a marriage retreat. It's called the Connect Retreat. It's for creative like entrepreneurs and their spouses. It's kind of changed and like ebbed and flowed over the years. And this year we went again and it was a risk. Like right before we went, I was like, we we're not going. There's no way. I can't fly. I definitely can't ride in the car that long. Yeah, well, so we signed up to go over a year ago like we've been signed up to go forever so it's been on the we've known about it since forever so when we got pregnant and we looked at the like we knew when the baby was coming and we looked at the date and we're like oh well it's only like a few weeks it's like oh it's plenty of time before the due date we'll be fine but then you're this pregnant you know that many months ago it seems like forever away and you're like oh yeah it's gonna be like five weeks away from our due date and you have no idea what you feel what you will feel like this pregnant but then as we've gotten closer We've been a little bit more like, should we go? Should we not go? Should we go? Should we not go? It's not in the middle of nowhere, but it's not really like 
in civilization. Super close to a yeah. hospital, and it's nine hours from here, and you know all these different things. So then we we're like, should we? Because normally we fly, and they have to drive an hour from the airport, and like all this stuff. So we hemmed and hawed, hemmed and hawed, and we actually tried to sell the tickets because we we're like, we're just not going to go. And then what you? I was kind of leaving it up to you because you're the one with the baby inside of your belly. So like, what influenced you to say, okay, we're going to go? Well, I just kept thinking about our last appointment with Dr. C because she saw us on Thursday. We were supposed to leave on Monday morning yeah. and she made me feel like I was perfectly okay. Um, and that that's really what my biggest fear was. My biggest fear was that I would literally have the baby in Georgia. Like that was my fear. So I just took all the precautions, drank all the water, wore compression socks for the nine hour drive there and back. And we made it. Obviously, the retreat was really great. It, I think it's always good for us to like connect in that way and um, just have some blank space in our schedule and in our lives to really just like talk about life and marriage and like what kind of where we're at almost six years in and like where we've been, like what we hope for the future and things that we are thinking about. And I don't know, it, it takes place at Windshape Camps in Rome, Georgia. And something about that place is literally just like holy ground. You like walk on that campus and it's just... I don't know. The atmosphere is just different there. And so I don't know. It's always been a really good place for us to like connect with one another. And I think that doing that as one last thing before the baby comes was like really great. Yeah. And it's not like you go to this place to be fixed or like to like fix your marriage or like solve your, all your problems or whatever. And then that's the only place that that can happen. But it is kind of a good like check-in place where you can kind of go and like think very critically about things. And for me, the way that my brain works, my personality, I'm not super mindful on like a day-to-day basis. So having something like that, even if it is only once a year, is kind of helpful for me to kind of just think really critically about things and to kind of like reset my brain a little bit about things and to think more like introspectively, like all these different things. It's kind of just a good thing that sort of, it's like a catalyst that kind of forces you into that by going to this thing so anyway what do you think was your biggest takeaway i think well i mean it's funny because like there's all these little like phrases and sayings that they use that different people will say at the that are like a part of this retreat or whatever Um, but the one thing that kind of kept coming up every person who talked and kind of as a theme throughout the week was just getting i'm using air quotes getting curious about things so basically what i take that as is just like don't take things just kind of as at face value so much and kind of if something happens or there's some sort of a conflict or something is hard or there's strife or whatever it might be instead of what I would normally do is just like not think about it again or kind of just move on or just like write it off as weird or abnormal or being cranky or whatever the whole you know get curious about it is supposed to be to like stop think about it ask yourself okay why did that affect me how did I feel in that moment how did Ash react? Why would she have reacted that way? Is there something else that could be causing this? Just kind of causing you to think more critically about it. And that seems like a silly thing maybe, or maybe obvious to some people. But for me, that's something that I don't do very well. So that has been very helpful for me to think about and to be more mindful of. I think the first year we went, it was really kind of like identifying with the culture of the retreat and trying to figure out what that place was how it was going to serve in our marriage like what it was going to mean to us to go and we were babies yeah that's L- true i mean looking we back at it now much we were like we'd only been married for like a year or two i think we were 24 
something like that. Or 25 the first time we went. Yeah, it just seems like. But then the next year was more about kind of understanding our story, I think, as a couple. And then the following year, I think it was more of like starting to do some work because we had been married by married for almost four, three years at that point. And we had experienced some like hardship and like hard stuff and kind of like the honeymoon phase was starting to wear off. And then we missed last year. And then this year, I feel like we never had a honeymoon phase. <laughs> oh God. Do you? Uh, I don't think we ever had that. Like, I, I think our, we have some people who, who are newlywed friends or couples or whatever. And I've, it seems like they have that newlywed phase where everything the other person does is always right and perfect or whatever. I just think For some reason, pers- I don't think we ever had that. I think just the way that we our dated and courted and our personalities and sort of just the culture that we were in before we got married, for whatever reason, we never had <laughs> what that would you call honeymoon it? phase. When we got, because also when we got married, we jumped straight into doing the business together and working, and you were doing grad school and nannying, and we got like jumped straight into Life. kind of craziness. So there was just a lot of transition happening, and I yeah, just for some reason, I feel like we never had that like a real long, like people say, oh, the whole first year is just a honeymoon phase and everything is great. I think the first couple of months was kind of honeymoonish. I think, well, yeah, you were definitely like, you were definitely obsessed with me. <laughs> what yeah it's true when we were married yeah i'm not saying that i wasn't i'm not saying that i didn't like Like, you and like like, it wasn't good i'm just saying like it just wasn't as lovey-dovey and like yeah anyways what i was gonna say is i think what my biggest takeaway was from this year is i think we've grown a lot in communication like with one another this year i think it's probably the best it's ever been in like being honest and like saying what we mean and meaning what we say but i think having context to communicate better with each other and using phrases like you mentioned, like getting curious with one another or saying like, you know, what else might be true? Like if you're like, no, this is like the indefinite, like this is the answer. Well, what if that's not the answer? What else might be true? Another one was I had to use this one the other day of I have an offense against you, which is just saying like, Hey, you hurt my feelings and I feel offended. Instead of me just coming at you and being offended, I can say I have an offense against you. Yeah, and I've been saying for years, that's how direct you have to be. Because a lot of times you're like, Ty, I'm mad about this thing. I've been mad about this thing for days and you don't seem to care. And I'm always like, what? That was like five days ago. I forgot about that 30 seconds after it happened. <laughs> and you've been thinking about it for five days. So you did a good job. You like were like, it was, I don't know, it was probably 20 minutes later or whatever, maybe like 45 minutes later. But in the context of what was happening, that was like the soonest that you could bring it up. I said, hey, Ty, I have an offense against yes. you. Okay. Yes. Okay. Instead of being offensed. Offended is the... <laughs> <laughs> instead of being offended for five days, you were offended for 45 minutes and you said something about it. And I was like, oh, sorry. I didn't realize whatever. We talked about it and then it was over and it didn't become a thing. Yeah. And that's much better. And the than- last one was if you have a judgment against someone. So if you say something that's not necessarily true about me, instead of me being like, that's not true. I can say, I think that might be a judgment you have against me. I don't know. The interesting thing about this retreat is that they do talk a lot about like your past and how you were raised and how different situations and parts of your past influence your present. And that is really hard for my personality and my brain definitely does not work in that way. So it's always sort of hard for me as sort of a stretch, but it is good because I don't really 
ever think about things critically in that way. So I always do find that very interesting about how much our past and even like good things, bad things, just in general, the way that we were raised and the experiences that, we, that we've had and how much that really impacts the way that we re- react to everyday things. And that's definitely something I don't think about normally, but going to this is helpful because it starts kind of opening my eyes to not only Ash and like knowing things about her past and, oh, it makes sense that she reacted in this way because of X, Y, or Z or because, you know, whatever, but also for myself in thinking like, oh, you know, maybe the reason that that makes me so, you know, unnecessarily frustrated isn't just because I was hungry or tired or whatever. It's like, maybe there's something deeper there, like maybe something more and that can start thinking about that. And it doesn't have to be a traumatic thing or like a huge, like life altering event, but it can just be something as simple as the way I was raised or the way that my parents did it or whatever. You're getting curious about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it It was was good. good. I didn't love the nine hours in the car. I don't think that I would have minded if I wasn't pregnant. Like it wouldn't have been so bad, but like, I I just, I wasn't pregnant and it was pretty rough. (laughs) I know. Well, yeah. We also sleeping wise, we were kind of like all over the place because we would stay up talking and then like we wouldn't go to bed. Well, that, that felt pretty good on the drive. It was just my shoulder. That's the other thing that's annoying yeah. is that the shoulder situation that started from the computer has kind of moved itself into everyday life. So it, just sitting in a chair or doing anything that involves like sitting up can really be painful. So the driving for nine hours and having to use my, my arm and my shoulder to drive and just sitting there for nine hours can be kind of brutal. Yeah. We did a good job, Ash. We only listened to the whole of John Mayer live in la album <laughs> i like think i fell asleep times. and woke up and it was still going yeah well how many last year spotify told me i listened to john mayer for oh like gosh. 49 hours you're gonna go up or you're something going insane. up yeah anyways, anyways we're finally home and we're not going anywhere we literally until the baby is born are not going anywhere and that's so crazy but i have a feeling we're gonna get antsy and we'll like that we're gonna end up going to goshen or something yeah yeah but well, theoretically we don't have to go anywhere. We have nothing scheduled to go anywhere, be anywhere, be anywhere outside of this house. Really? I mean, literally, we could probably not leave this house. <laughs> no. <laughs> we get our groceries a, delivered. Oh my <laughs> have everything off Amazon. And we're not going to leave this house until the baby's born. No, we have a lot of appointments and different things. It's that, not yeah, like we're yeah. going to be on house arrest. Oh, my gosh. But I'm saying, like, theoretically, yeah. if we wanted to stay in this house and not leave, we could. So the next couple of weeks are going to be... On baby watch. On baby watch. I keep saying, Ashley, you need to be careful because if you start counting down the days now, by the time we actually get to the due date, you're going to be doing a lot of counting. Well, this this is our first check at the doctor this week. So we'll find out if I'm effaced at all or dilated at all. Well, we'll see. We'll bring you all the safer work details. Oh my God. Next week on the podcast. So join us next week on Monday for another episode of Dear Monday. And as always, we love doing this podcast for you guys and we love hearing your feedback. So if you are out there and you're listening, we'd love to hear about it. So you can tag us on Instagram. You can find us at Ashley Harrington or at Tyler Harrington. And we always love to hear you guys' feedback and see you guys out there listening. I think that's it, Ash. This has been a good episode. It's been a a wild one. Covered a lot of topics this week. We did. We've been trying to mix it up because we realized that we kind of talk about the baby a lot and baby related things. So we're trying to mix it up throw in some curveballs april <laughs> fool's day march madness you know uh hopefully you guys enjoyed it let us know if you did ash you got anything else to say have a happy day that's right everyone have a happy day this has been ty and ash and we'll see you in the next one